This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to another edition of the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Today's show is brought to you by Crawford's Barbecue. Head on over to CrawfordsBBQ.com to check out their all-natural, gluten-free pit spritz. Today's show is from November 20th, 2013. The good Dr. Ray Lampy is in, talking about Thanksgiving, followed by Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy, talking about Thanksgiving. Here we go from November 20, 2013. So I figured we'd just kind of jump in and, and see where we're at. I guess maybe before we get started tonight, Ray, do you have like a favorite Thanksgiving Day memory or a certain Thanksgiving Day routine or tradition that you really like to hold true to? Yeah, well, not so much anymore, but the one I'm going to tell you about is the way my grandma made a turkey. It was very different than, than any other turkey I've ever had. She would cook the turkey ahead and then stuff it with a combination of onions, apples, celery, all the regular stuffing ingredients, but she would add some tomato juice to it, which was really weird. And then she would put it in the stuffing, and then when the turkey was done, she would take it and carve it, because inevitably I'm sure it was dry and overcooked, and she would, she got tired of that. So she took it and carved it, put it back in the roaster, took this stuffing and added more tomato juice to it, and made it like kind of a loose stuffing and put it over the top of the turkey and put it back in. And it's it's strange. It's not like anything else you've ever had. The stuffing is very loose when you get done with it. I always add some uh, squares back to it and tighten it up a little bit. But it has this weird tomato flavor to it, but it, it's delicious. I mean, it, you know, I grew up on it, so it's not something that I, I could eat it every day, but... Other people may not like it as much, but man, it was very different, but so unique and so good. A great memory for me. Yeah, tomato soup and uh, and stuffing is something I guess I, I've never really heard. But um, you know, turkey tends to be so. I, I hate to go against everybody's wishes here, but I mean, it really kind of is a, a blandish meat. You know, it's it's probably not the star of the. Oh, my taste buds are so shocked at the Thanksgiving Day table. Uh, so perhaps, you know, the tomato side of things really sparks it up a little bit, and obviously it sticks in your mind. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's what she was thinking, and probably that's what she had laying around. I mean, we're talking a long time ago. Um, and, but again, she had the dry turkey, and she wanted to make it taste better and make it stay juicy, and probably had a can of tomato juice there, and somehow it got in the pot. Um, but I don't know. It worked for me. Certainly a great, you know, I, I won't be cooking that this Thanksgiving, but I'm probably going to make one soon now that I'm talking about it. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. You can ask a question, of course, by going to askdrbbq.com. So first one up here is from Tim in Columbus, which you were at uh, just a couple weeks ago. It says, hi, Ray. Inevitably, I don't let my frozen turkey thaw enough in advance, and I contend with cooking time issues on Thursday. Is there a rule of thumb to thaw a bird? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's really important to me. You've got to get your turkey thawed. I, I, yeah, for me, they say, I think, three to four days. We're talking about an 18-pound turkey now, 18 to 20-pound turkey. If you're cooking a smaller turkey than that, you're not, it doesn't count. It's like cooking half a brisket. You've got to cook a real man's turkey. Um, <laughs> 
I would take it out Saturday morning. I mean, five, six days in the refrigerator. You want to thaw it in the refrigerator for sure. You don't want to thaw it on the counter. Take it out five, six days early. It's not going to hurt anything. It's going to be three, four days before it's defrosted. I want that thing to be defrosted. I don't like soaking it in water. You can do that. That morning, if it's still frozen, you got to be able to get all the stuff out. But you can soak it in water if you want, but I prefer to not do that. So I'll take mine out probably Saturday morning. For the people that find themselves in that jam that we've just kind of talked about, and you've talked about saying it's okay to, not your particular passion, but it's okay to do the uh, water soak. Is there a particular method to the water soak in order to, to make sure that, A, you're defrosting, but you're also staying safe? Well, just cook it right after you get done. Um, you know, <laughs> cold water is, it will get it eventually. Run, running water, put it in the sink. Uh, running water and just dig in there with your hands as best you can till you get it all unlodged and get it out of there. And then run the water on it again till you know, feel in there on the backbone. You don't want, if there's pockets of ice in there, get them out of there, grab them out or, or keep running the water on it. But as long as you're going to put it right in the oven, you know, process it and get it in the oven pretty quick, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Just make, don't do that and then put it back in the fridge. Once you get it defrosted, it's time to cook it. One thing that I think I'm going to mention right here, food safety wise, is I'll always do this. Clean the sink out really good with soap and water before you go messing with the turkey in there. And then again, when you get done, you know, you can't leave all that raw turkey jive hanging on the sink. And, and when you get done, you got to clean that up right away. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Hopefully, uh, Tim, that answers your question. Uh, next one coming in from Tina in your hometown of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, brining versus injecting, which should I do? Oh, I, I'm not a fan of brining turkey. Uh, I, I just, I've eaten too many that taste like lunch meat to me. They're over brined and, and you know, turkey, if you, I mean, of course, in fairness, I always buy butterball turkeys, which are essentially pre-brined. <laughs> so I guess I, you know, I, I guess that could be part of the problem. I think people buy a pre-brined turkey. Um, Injecting, I like to inject, but it doesn't really do the same thing as brining. Injecting will give a lot of flavor and put some juice in there, but you can still dry it out pretty easily. A brine turkey is kind of hard to dry out, but I, I just, for me, I don't love it. It's not my favorite thing to do. I, if, if you learn how to cook a turkey properly and just use your thermometer, and when it's done, take it off and don't overcook it, it'll be fine. Um, so I don't think you need to do either one of them. If you really want to brine, uh, be prepared to have your turkey be a little salty, and it might get that lunch meaty kind of thing if you do too much. And if you want to inject, I think that really works for flavor. But I think as far as not having a dry turkey, just learn how to cook it properly. Do not overcook it. All right, Tina, how's your answer to your question? Uh, next question coming from Brad in the dirty south of Atlanta. says, Dr. Barbecue, do you prefer to cook your birds as is, or will you cut the backbone out and lay them flat? I don't think I've ever done that to a turkey. Um, I guess it would work. I don't know. I mean, I, I love turkey. I really do. Turkey is one of my favorite things to eat. So, but I'm kind of. I like it to look like a turkey. So, I, I, while I do that with chickens, I I don't think I've ever done it to a turkey. Um, and I don't know. I think people want to see the turkey looking like a turkey on Thanksgiving too. You want to do that on an off week, you know, something different. But boy, on Thanksgiving, I say cook it so it looks like a turkey. Outside of Thanksgiving, Ray, do you eat a lot of turkey? Otherwise, do you make a lot of turkey? 
Yeah, I do. I don't, I don't cook it that much at home. Sandy doesn't really love turkey, but I, when I go to a barbecue restaurant, there's a good chance I'll order the turkey. Um, and if they have, uh, if I'm at Cracker Barrel or something, and they have turkey. I, there's a good chance I'll order it. I really like it a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't cook it much. It's just kind of a hassle, but um, but yeah, I love turkey. All right. Next question is from Chad, uh, far west from me in Toledo, Ohio. It says, Doctor Barbecue, would it be a bad Thanksgiving day? F- or I'm sorry, would it be in bad Thanksgiving day form to cook the breast only versus a whole turkey? Obviously, you've seen in the stores. Uh, where you take out the legs and you take out the wings and you you just have the breast. Um, is that bad form when it comes to Thanksgiving? Well, I like breasts as much as the next guy. But if I'm coming over, it's bad form because I really like dark meat when you're carving the turkey. So I, I think so. Um, but, you know, if you've got a small family and everybody just likes the white meat, what the heck? Uh, you know, you can do that. The only thing I'll say to them, Every time I've bought one of those bone-in breasts thinking I'm doing, you know, what I assume he's trying to do, gosh, there's no meat on the darn thing. I, you know, it seems like I can't feed very many people with it. The, the only thing that I would add to that is, uh, Chad, get a whole turkey because, you know, what's one of the best things ever about Thanksgiving? It's the leftovers. So, you know, if you're trying to only give... You know, white meat, maybe your family's an older. I mean, you can make so many other things with the leftovers of turkey. Uh, get a whole one and, and kind of reap the rewards of the cook, right? Yeah, I like to make soup, too. That's probably my favorite thing is the soup afterwards. So even if you don't like eating the dark meat at the Thanksgiving table, the, the legs and the bones and the thighs and all that stuff, great stuff for soup. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show doing his weekly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. AskDRBBQ.com is where you can go to ask us a question that we can answer every Wednesday, or you can go to his, uh, his personal website, DRBBQ.com, find out about Ray and what he's up to. Uh, next question, Ray, is from Sally in Tucson, Arizona. It says, Dear Dr. Barbecue, my husband makes store-bought stuffing on Thanksgiving. Okay, so obviously Sally get, needs to get a new husband. Nevertheless, uh, do you have a fairly easy recipe or perhaps something that is outside of the box of your traditional Thanksgiving uh, recipes that won't make me have to eat stovetop this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. It's Thanksgiving. The you worst. can put a little effort into it. Right. And making stuffing is really not that hard. You buy the package stuff, the, the package either the loose stuff or the cubes. I actually use a combination of the two is what I like to do. And, you know, you put a little celery, a little onion, some kind of meat, uh, you know, just breakfast sausage works fine. But you know what I'll do sometimes is add some pulled pork. If you got some leftover pulled pork, add that into your stuffing. And just enough broth to get it wet and you got stuffing. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. Hey, before we get into the second segment, let me take a minute to tell you about Crawford's Barbecue Pit Spritz. Pit Spritz is all natural and gluten-free. Pit Spritz keeps your meat super moist during the cooking process. The peach Pit Spritz adds an amazing sweet peach taste to your barbecue. It's great on all meats, and it does exceptionally well with pork. All you need to do is screw the included trigger sprayer onto the 16-ounce bottle, and you are ready to go. Crawford's Pit Spritz also works great as a wrapping liquid, helping you to bring your barbecue home. Get all the details on Crawford's Pit Spritz over at CrawfordsBBQ.com. 
Be sure you use the coupon code GREG at checkout for 10% off your entire order. That's GREG, G-R-E-G. Let's race over to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Sam Zion joining me. Sam, how are you, buddy? I'm good. My friend Greg, how are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Sam. Always appreciate you making time for the show. Last year, yeah. you were a guest at the Big Bird Day. Does it change up for you this year? Are you going to yes. be cooking the bird? Uh, it, it completely changes it. I mean, uh, this is the first year that I will have cooked in maybe six or seven. Really? And I think like, like many people, regardless of how old you are, how many Thanksgivings you've done, you only do this once a year, and there's a lot of pressure. There shouldn't be, but there's a ridiculous amount of pressure that comes down on people for this one simple single meal. Is it is the and pressure say, is, I, is the pressure I, coming from the fact that you don't want to screw the bird up, or yes, or subconscious, subconsciously, uh, or when you talk about it in drunk circles amongst friends. Is is the pressure coming from the fact that you don't want to fuck up in front of your family because you're afraid they're going to talk shit about you behind your back for the next 364 days? Uh, yes, you know what? It's all it's all, uh, D all of the above. <laughs> it's it's something that you cook once. I mean, how many people cook turkeys outside of Thanksgiving? Maybe I one mean, on Christmas. A- maybe one on Christmas. That's about it. Maybe one on Christmas. So maybe you're doing it twice in like a month and a half period of time or a yeah. month's period of time. Right. But you're not doing it very often and you forget. So there's the pressure of the turkey that you don't normally do. There's the pressure of having family members that maybe aren't normally there that maybe you're not as comfortable with as your next door neighbors or your best friends. There's just a lot of pressure. And it's ridiculous because think about it. A, everybody should know everyone. So the fact that you're invited to somebody's house shouldn't put pressure on the host. It should mean everybody's comfortable and whatever comes out of the kitchen, you should be good with. And two, and maybe this is a more important part. Turkey is just a big ass chicken. That's all it is. If you've ever cooked a chicken, you can cook a turkey. There's no, no difference really other than the size, which translates to the time. That's it. Number of different. We all have this. We, the problem is we all have this stupid Norman Rockwell picture in our <laughs> minds of the perfect golden glazed turkey that comes to the table and is set down, and everybody's all excited about it. And it's you carve, and the, I mean, it's just no meals are like this. You don't bring like a roast beef to the table and carve it. In fact, nobody's carving a turkey at the table. You do that in the kitchen, and then you bring the shit out. I mean, come on. It's just imagined pressure that should not be there. Right. It's, uh, it's, it, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So, look, there's a number of different ways to cook the turkey. You can smoke it. You can grill it. You can yep. spatchcock it. Yep. You can fry it. You can yep. roast it in the oven. Uh, your favorite way or, or the way that you're going to be doing it this year? I'm roasting a turkey in the oven. Mm. I, don't, I don't think I, I've done everything. I've smoked a turkey, which I think is delicious. Yep. I've uh, grilled a turkey, or really like half a turkey. Yeah, it's delicious. I've um, 
deep fried in turkey, which is delicious. And I always say this, the best deep fried turkey you'll ever have is at somebody else's house. You're right. Because it's a huge pain in the ass. And it's a huge mess. And even if you don't think it's a pain in the ass, and even if you don't think it's a big mess, at the end of it, when everybody's full and sitting and they're undoing the top button of their pants and they're relaxing and they're sit- chilling on the couch, there's still five gallons of dirty oil outside in a deep fryer that has to be dealt with. And all the splatter that comes out of it. So this year, I'm roasting a turkey in my oven because A, I think it's the best. Yeah, me too. And B, I don't think you can beat the smell that comes mm. out of a roasting turkey yeah. inside your house. No. It's uh, one of the most beautiful aromas to perfume a house known to man. Exactly. Now, right. look, you broached exactly. the subject of fried turkey. I have never yeah. done one. And look, you know, obviously I'm a tough looking guy, right? I mean, we can all agree on that. But frying a turkey. The thought of it really freaks me out, so I just haven't really Why? done it. You know, well, here's the deal. I'm a little, I'm a little bit of, I'm a little bit, you know, I kind of classic. I like the oven roasted bird, like you do. So, right. you know, I don't really think about doing it. Then I hear about it now. You know, right about this time, everybody's frying freaking turkeys. So, you know, you can ask me a question here if you want, but you know, I'm going to ask you, you know, the how tos about uh, yeah. frying turkey and then like best ways to not burn your house down or fry your face off. Uh, well, right. So look, <laughs> I think if you've never deep fried a turkey, you should do it. And even if you got a small one, Greg, and you did, you did that in addition to your inside turkey, it's definitely a fun thing to do. It's a very, it's a, it's a completely different kind of experience. Yeah. The problem is You've got five or six gallons of superheated oil, right? You've got a giant flame underneath it. Yeah. And you also have alcohol. Because it's the whole day. Think about it. You go 15 minutes a pound in the oven, right? That's what she said. You go, you go, exactly. Thank you. You go three to four minutes a pound when you deep fry it. So it doesn't take very long. So, because it doesn't take very long, like a 10-pound turkey is a half an hour. Yeah. It's not a lot of time. And that means that's closer to the time you're going to eat. That means it's closer to the time that people have been drinking up till. So, the problem comes when you've got a lot of hot oil, you've got a giant flame, you've got potentially drunk people who are deep frying a turkey for their first time. And they don't know to do it away from the house. They don't know to do it away from the grass and things that they've got. I see your, Look your at picture. This. Look at that. That's That could happen. You want that in your house? The biggest, the biggest, well, A, you can't do it inside. But the biggest mistake people make is they don't know to pre-measure where the oil is going to go to. Right. Look at this. I'm showing so, it right here. Watch them slowly. Look at that. They did a terrible job right there, and it's just gushing right over. It's hitting the flame, and now party time. That's the classic mistake that people make. People do this. They put oil in the the giant pot, right? And they leave like this much headroom, which might seem like a normal thing to do. But when you lower the turkey in, it displaces the oil up. 
and over the sides yeah. onto the giant flame underneath. So if you're going to deep fry turkey, here's my advice. You take the turkey that you've got, you put it in the pot. While the turkey's frozen or cold, whatever. You put water in and you give yourself about six, seven inches of headroom from the top of the pot. You take the turkey out and where the water line is, mark it with a Sharpie. Right? Yeah. Now you pour out the water. When you go to cook on the turkey day, the mark that you've made with the Sharpie is where the oil goes. You heat the oil up 350 degrees. When you put the turkey in, it will displace the oil and bring it up, but it will keep it this far away from the top. Right. You can't just put oil in this far and then put it. You you see where I'm going with this, Yeah. I mean, you're just asking for a headache. You're asking for trouble when there's alcohol involved (laughs) and a novice deep fryer involved, you're going to end up with trouble. Lest we forget... If you don't have this setup, uh, there's a little bit of a financial aspect to this whole deal to take into account, right? I mean, think about it. You know what? You're a, number one, you're buying the turkey setup. The, could, the deep fryer, yep. which is, I mean, the pot that's yeah. this big. 60 bucks. And then you're buying the burner underneath. 60 to 80 bucks. Yeah. Then you're buying five or six gallons of peanut oil, and that's the oil that you should use. And that's going to cost you another 25 bucks. You're almost 100 bucks deep before you even put the turkey in, as opposed to your oven where you're no dollars deep and then the turkey goes in. Plus, you get the benefit of the smell in the house and the beautiful look and blah, 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 blah. Gravy. It just goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam Zion joining. How do, yep. how do you make gravy out of a deep fried turkey? Not very well. Not very well. You don't. (laughs) And there are the best moments from November 20th, 2013. There's a lot more information in these shows. Hit the link in the show notes to go get the entire episode. While you're cruising around the internet, do me a favor. Hit up CrawfordsBBQ.com. Check out their all-natural peach-flavored pit spritz. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.